Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey guys, Stefan here from ProjectLifeMastery.com. I'm here with my brother, Andreas. And we're in his living room right now in his house. And I thought I would uh, pick his brain a little bit on investing. Um, Andreas has been very, very successful in terms of investing, uh, in terms of real estate, mutual funds, stocks, business. Uh, He's amassed a ginormous portfolio of over a million dollars of investments. And so I thought you'd be a great person to talk to and just kind of dive into some of these different strategies and methods of you know what people can do once they already have money you know yeah. if you're making money from Kindle publishing or online or your job or whatever it is what do you do with that money um, I think just I think that's a very important thing because I think a lot of people they they can be good at making a lot of money but they don't know what to do with it once they have it so do you want to maybe share a little bit about just your experience with investing and maybe how you got into it a little bit and where you are right now with it? Uh, well, you know, when I was, cons- I started with construction, right? And, and it was a great cash flow. Um, it was a business that I, I got into and it generated a lot of money uh, for me. And so it allowed me to not only grow my construction business, but also I had a lot of extra cash. And so quickly I started to, um, it was around the time also that I was involved with my wife. I, we were dating. Uh, her father is uh, one of my mentors in regards to, to real to, in regards to investing, not real estate, but in in, in securities. Um, he's done it his whole life. Um, he's a pilot, and um, really, um, that was sort of he he had XX cash, and so he he's been he had forty plus years and, and accumulated a lot of his wealth doing that, and so. Um, naturally marrying his daughter he felt like he needed to educate me when it came to investing um, so that I could secure our future when I made money and so he he was very devoted in in the sense that you know he would share his knowledge in regards he started me off quite easy giving me some simple um, simple ways to uh, he was a big promoter that you should learn yourself in what you invest. A lot of people will go to banks and they'll go to uh, financial planners or advisors and they'll give their money and they'll say, here, invest for me. And that's fine. If you don't have the time or the energy or the patience or um, or even interest in regards to um, learning what you're investing into, then, then yeah, then I guess that's your only option. I'm a big advocate that if you're going to invest in something, you should know what you're investing into um, and, and you should understand the risks and rewards, uh, obviously, investing into it. So, you know, he gave, he was big on providing me with knowledge and putting me in um, certain magazines to read, books to read, people to follow, things like that. So I started to take a lot of interest in regards to that. I actually started to really enjoy it. And I started to learn, learn about a lot of tools. And, and mutual funds was a very easy place to go in. A lot of lot, low risk in large part because of the way they're structured. Um, they're not a big fan favorite in large because of their MERs, their expenses associated on them when you're buying them or selling them. Um, but, you know, for a safe vehicle, for people who don't want to invest, they only want to invest a certain amount of time into investing, uh, it's it's probably your your best bet to go to start off with, and so you know he started me there. He gave me some powerful tips, um, some great uh, online resources to go and to be able to check the books, uh, check mutual funds, and check the history of mutual funds and success rates and interest returns and things like that. He got me on to some pretty uh, famous and renowned um, uh, people who run fund managers. 
um, who had a great history track record. Um, got me into investing in my local market first, educating me on that before I started to get diversified. I, you know, as I grew my portfolio, I started to want to diversify like anything in business and started to go outside of Canada and, and things like that to diversify. But, you know, mutual funds was a great place, inexpensive, like you could set up a mutual fund, you know, direct deposit straight out of your account every month, $25, $50 a month, and just start that, that type and there's tons of different kinds and so i started to educate myself and i grew a large portfolio pretty quick in regards to mutual funds and not only just investing personally my my company rather than taking money out of my company i started to to invest with company money creating passive income for the company um in regards to making these investments in these types of securities and then as my knowledge you know i did that for you know three two three years and, and felt very comfortable with mutual funds in the sense that I could pretty much pick out a winner. Um, all my mutual funds I was investing into directly mm-hmm. to with fund managers had great success. Um, and then I, I started to want to expand on that. I had still great cash flow from the company, the construction company. Um, I got in contact with one of my clients who owned real estate. And he gave me a contract to manage his properties. And he was my mentor. I explained it in a previous video um, that we did. And and he decided to mentor me just kind of naturally, just came about in, in regards to real estate because I started to show an interest. It just made sense for me to go into it because of my background in construction. Uh, I had the cash flow. I knew that if I accumulated properties, it would be very easy for me to maintain because I had the, the resources to maintain it um, or to just fix them up and, and flip them. And so he mentored me in regards to getting into real estate. That was sort of my next thing um, uh, after I had established a portfolio in mutual funds. And so I got into real estate and started to accumulate, figuring out ways how to use the equity from one property, moving it into another property, and eventually getting to a point where you had a large enough real estate portfolio that you could just use the bank's money to make money. And um, and leveraging one bank versus another bank and, and, and accumulating um, the capital to, to just keep accumulating properties. Um, it was another way for me to diversify, which I, you know, I didn't want to be all in securities mm-hmm. uh, in mutual funds. So we went into went into real estate. Um, it was always something I was really interested in. Spent a lot of time um, because I was renovating and doing construction all the time, so I had a basic knowledge. But he mentored me in every aspect, from interest rates to markets to invest in, and so I was lucky because I had him to kind of guide me whenever I had questions in, in regards to getting to real estate. And then from real estate, uh, I wanted to further diversify. After I accumulated so many properties. I kind of said, okay, well, I, I kind of want to, because as you accumulate properties, obviously, no matter how managed you are, you still have that overhead. You still have that responsibility. You have a mm-hmm. property. You know what it's mm-hmm. like when tenants don't uh, take care of it. If, if yes. you decide to keep your re- real estate and turn them into rental properties, which I did for a lot of my properties, um, because I wanted to create a, a, an income. And the great thing about real estate is you really are creating an indexed pension because you know, people are always going to pay what the market demands in rental income. And if wages and things go up over time, income or rental income goes up over time. So it's always sort of indexed with what people can afford. And so that kind of protects you because most pensions nowadays aren't even indexed, right? You get a 2% increase. And if inflation goes higher than that, then you're kind of screwed. And that's what a lot of, a lot of people that have uh, uh, pensions get, get into trouble. 
So, you know, that's the first thing my mentor told me is if you can get into real estate and you can pay down your mortgages over time that, you know, 20 years from now, you've got no mortgage and you've got a cash flow Mm -hmm. and your income will always go up because you can keep raising your rents according to the market. And we're lucky. We live here in Vancouver where the market went up and rental incomes went up. And so it turned out to be a a huge for me in regards to all my properties. Not only did the land values go up, but the rents went up, right? Which made it easier because you accumulate equity. You can, Mm -hmm. you can roll it over into more properties and and you can just keep compounding in, in regards to how many properties you have. But you know, at some point, uh, I, you know, I wanted to diversify even further. And I thought, okay, well, now it's time. Maybe I'll test the stock market. And so for the last five years, I, I've been heavily playing the stock market and learning about the stock market. Um, you know, I've taken, you know, my Vegas money, I like to call it, and, and obviously invest in risky assets. But I understand that that's money that I can afford to lose. I, I never would invest in stock markets or things like that with money that I, I, um, that I can, can't afford to lose. I wouldn't even go into the stock market if I didn't have money that mm-hmm. I could be understand that I lose because the stock market is risky. Um, but there are a lot of great assets in there. I mean, you're pretty safe if you go buy a Microsoft stock. I mean, it pays a dividend and you're probably not going to go bankrupt. If you go buy a bank stock in your country, here in Canada, bank stocks are, you know, are the strongest stocks that anybody could probably own in regards to paying a dividend and, and not having to worry about the bank mm-hmm. ever going broke. In the States, not so much. We did see that one of the banks, the big banks, um, did close down. But e- even the States, banks are safe most of them. So you're always going to have the Coca-Cola classics and the stocks that if you can afford to buy them, buy them. They create good passive income tools and generating dividends and, and things like that. And so I've had all the experience in the world. And now with my coaching program and with Kindle and, and things like that, a lot of students have come to me and said, well, you know what? I'm making money now and I want to diversify. I want to not put all my money back into my Kindle business, back into my create space business. Uh, you know, can you start to share your knowledge in regards to um, diversifying? Mm-hmm. And so I decided, well, okay, well, maybe I'll create a in sort of a program where I'm not going to tell you exactly what to buy, but I'm going to give you the knowledge on the risks associated with every type of investment you might make. Uh, we'll dive into it and I could share my experiences, um, you know, how I got to where I am in mutual funds, stocks, all the type of different assets that I've invested in and had success. Um, and and it, there's a lot of knowledge there. I mean, in construction, in, in just my real estate alone, I have over 10 years and plus someone with 35 years or 40 years of experience as my mentor um, that I've accumulated a lot of knowledge. I mean, obviously, I've helped you mm-hmm. in problems that you've occurred with renters and things like that and, and mitigating that and making it easy for you. And, and that's just all the experience that I've had. And, and mine has been not as painful as probably my mentor who, you know, allowed me to make less mistakes by sharing that with me. Mm-hmm. And so I know I have a lot of people that are interested in going in, in real estate. They want to own a second property or a third property. And so um, I could share that knowledge with them. And then I could just share each type of security because my basic knowledge is, is sort of a hobby. Before Kindle and uh, getting into the online world a year ago, like my main thing that I spoke, I spent all my free time on was reading and research on the market the stock market, real estate, and just investing. Because construction, I was able to automate that in a sense for the last, you know, as from the very day I started where, you know, I had a lot of free time. As the years went by, I had more and more free time. So it became um, a second career for me, investing. And it's a lifelong career. The great thing about investing is it never really ends. 
Mm-hmm. You know, even my father-in-law who, who shared all his knowledge in, in investing, he still invests and he's in his 70s. Um, he was fortunate because now he's got passive income tools from all of his investments for the last 50 years of his life that, you know, he has gr- a great amount of wealth that he can just continue to invest, right, and, mm-hmm. and having a great lifestyle. And, and to give you a great example, my, my, my wife's grandparents who are in their 90s, her grandfather's passed away since, you know, they were just nine to five people. You know, she worked as a cleaning lady, I think, and husband had a mechanic shop and they retired at 65. Um, you know, he sold his mechanic shop, but they, they were able to always own their home, had no mortgage. Um, they own a cabin up close to where we have our cabin. Um, they have been retired now for 35, uh, what is that? 30 years. She's 96 this year and 31 years she's been retired. And always giving money to my grandchildren, get, uh, my kids, her grand, great-grandchildren, gives money to my wife all the time when she sees her. Oh, help my wife buy her first car, you know, and, and always having money, extra money. Now, how did they do that? And I know their portfolio. They've made real smart decisions in their investing. Thinking 20, 30 years down the road, um, if their career didn't work out, um, generating a, any sort of pension money or, or security for the future when they retire that they invested wisely and had that income and she has more than enough I mean now she's in a, in a home um, uh, paid services and it, it's a really nice home costs a lot of money mm. and they were just average people mm. you know just invested really wisely right. you know in, with their money um, over the course of their life you know buying stocks buying GICs just buying c- certificates um, you know, buying the right property, moving from property to property, even, even a lot of people, if they're smart, they can do that. They live in their condo and when they have a little bit of extra money, upgrade to a townhouse because every time you upgrade, one day you'll retire, you're going to downsize and that's your pension. That's your retirement. So what's, what's your strategy in investing? I mean, from what I know of you, you're not really concerned about the short term as no. much. You're not just... No, that that's one strategy a lot of people utilize. They just want to flip property or they want to invest in a stock and just try to get rich from it. What's your philosophy on that? And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, for myself, I'm a long-term investor. I mean, my, everything that I associate myself with, it, I, I'm willing to put in the time. Construction, my business, same thing. I looked at it and said, I'm going to sacrifice getting uh, clients that are going to pay cheap because um, I want high-end clients. And so I didn't do as well, or you know, as well as I maybe thought I could or liked. In my first couple years, but sticking to that uh, goal that I wanted a high-end product that I was going to provide a service, and I got the clients that I wanted. Ten years later, um, you know, in real estate, uh, I wanted to buy properties. I wanted to hold them. I felt that the land values would go up. So you know, I always made an investment, looking at it and say, I'm not going to probably touch this investment for ten plus years. And you know, I have never, I've, I have never liquidated an asset in over a decade to pay for something other than to liquidate and to upgrade. So I've moved assets, sold an asset and bought another asset that I thought was a better uh, opportunity, but I've never cashed in on an asset um, that I was going to use for buying something or, or paying off something. I've never done that in the last decade. I've always looked at the money that I've had and said, this money's gone. This money, I'm going to put it there and I'm just going to let time work its magic. Uh, and it, do you have a strategy at some point you you have a an exit on it or you're going to just take the passive income that it generates? Or? Yeah, I mean that de- definitely at some point it's the purpose of it is that, you know, I can 
stop my life, stop everything I do today mm-hmm. and substitute how I generate income today with my passive income. Mm-hmm. Whether that's in my stocks that pay dividends, whether that's in my rental income for my properties, whether it's uh, just uh, dividends that are paid from funds. Um, eventually, I might move all my capital gain stocks and my investments that don't pay me any income. I might move those into securities that pay income um, and things like that. But essentially, I want to generate um, an income passive income every single month that will subsidize how I generate my income now. Mm-hmm. And that's through construction or, or, or now through online business and, and through some other ways. But I basically, my purpose and my goal is that at some point it's all passive income. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're also big on diversifying. And yeah. I think a lot of people they are unsure, okay, do I do mutual funds, stocks, real estate? Um, ideally, I think you want to do all of it if you can, but yeah. you want to maybe share a little bit you know, especially with real estate versus stocks, because there's kind of like some people like real estate, some people like stocks. You right. know, what's what would you say of just the different benefits and which direction that people should go? Uh, I think stocks. I, I think sorry. I think real estate is the way to go for any type of investment. I, I think that you got to look at it's supply and demand, right? I mean, what is the one thing that this world will run out of at some point? And that's mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. And if you're in a city, um, close to a city. Um, typically cities cost more of the land and it's going to deplete that land supply quicker than anywhere else. And so when land and everybody wants to be close to the city and so land values will always continue to go up. It's one thing historically over time, a hundred years from now, land has gone up. My, <laughs> I paid $340,000 for my lot up at my cabin and in 1972, my wife's grandparents paid $4,000 for the same size lot down at the oh. end of the street. Okay, and in 1955, a lot between my wife's grandparents and myself sold for $500. So you can see that land will continue to go up, and it will, and that'll never change. And so, with real estate, even buying your own home makes sense because you're going to live in your home for 20, 30 years. That property is going to be worth how much over that 20, 30 years? So I always encourage people. Number one thing is get yourself in your own property for sure, and then. If you had a choice after that, yeah, keep going with real estate because like I said, it is a long-term investment. I mean, if you if you if it depends on what your goals are, right? Like are you trying to make money in 5 years, 10 years, 20 years, and your age and everything? In your age, obviously if you're in your 60s, maybe buying real estate is not the way to go. Mm. Um, obviously the stock market wouldn't be something you would do. You would probably put it in some safe in, in type of securities. But if you're 20 and you got time on your hands, Real estate, um, buy a good dividend-paying stock like what we've done in, here in Canada and just leave it for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And just reinvest back into and it. And just keep reinvesting, dollar cost averaging. You know, let, you know, I, people, you know, I have friends that call me and say, oh, you know, my stock is down like, you know, 50. You called me when I, when I encouraged you to buy a bank stock mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I've lost $10 a share. And I'm like, dude, buy more. Mm-hmm. Because you're buying it at a discount. You're not selling it. What does it matter right now? That's just paper, right? It doesn't matter. Buy more. Because five years from now, you bought everything at a discount. And I did the same thing with real estate. I I staggered my purchases on real estate. So I bought one each year. So over time or two each year and, and over time. So it was like dollar cost averaging. I bought some at a high peak, but I also bought... Where I live now, I bought it during the crash of 2008 when the market collapsed. Mm-hmm. And, and I bought it, you know, $300,000 cheaper than what, you know, it would have been when the market was right. And so um, 
getting into that mentality of dollar cost averaging is very good in any type of investment you do, mm-hmm. whether you do mutual funds, whether you do um, stocks, whether you do uh, real estate, you know, stagger your, your orders. That's why it's like every month, if you're going to invest in something, put $50 aside every month because the dollar cost averaging, you're going to buy it at a discount, you're going to pay it a premium, but overall, you're going to be better off. Do you, do you find in terms of the strategy also kind of depends on the circumstances because... For example, you know, there, there might be times real estate's more worthwhile because the interest rates are yeah. more lower. Other yeah. times it might be more worthwhile to invest in stocks. Yeah. And yeah, also I mean, depending on what you can borrow that, from the That's banks. where diversification comes in. Right. It's very important. You know, I've leveraged myself really well. So, you know, I'm affected by interest rates with the stock market, but I've also bought stocks that are affected by interest rates to he- to hedge myself. So when the when the interest rates go down like we're benefiting right now, it's great on the on the the um, uh, in, in the real estate. So when I renew my mortgages my you know my mortgage payments are so low and my rents have stayed high I'm making a bigger cash flow Um, but on the flip side I have stocks that when the interest rates are low like life insurance policies and things like that where where we don't it doesn't do well the stock it continues to pay its dividend well so at least we're getting reimbursed and now the dividend is buying back the stock at a cheap rate when the interest rates climb who's going to benefit life insurers and then their stock goes up and then I benefit because I've had monthly buying on my on my dividend being paid back real estate on the other hand will will pay the price and you know you when you if you if you do your mortgages you know um that's one thing that i've learned and a great thing i had a mentor is he told me stagger your mortgages don't have all your mortgages come through in one day or one year because if you do that you might benefit one year when the interest rates are really low and renew all your mortgages but then when they all come due Five years later, and interest rates are high, you're screwed on all your properties, or you're messed up on your, on your properties, and so th- that's part of you know the, all the things that I've learned in going into real estate in regards to leveraging yourself against banks, diversifying, protecting yourself, hedging yourself, and that's why I've heavily gone diversified. Where essentially, I my trend of wealth continues to go up, even though I may have a part of my portfolio that goes down because the overall weight allows it to continue to go up. Or at least if I don't have a good year and it doesn't go up, it's still just stagnant. I've I've, I've protected myself. I I would say real estate, definitely the first way to go. It's easier in regards to um, stocks. You know, stocks are very risky because we don't control it. Um, It's easier to sell a stock, obviously, so you can get out of it pretty quick. Real estate a little bit harder because it's a physical physical location, Um, not as uh, liquid. Depends where you are too, right? I mean, Canada, you can probably sell a home pretty quick opposed to somewhere in... Mm-hmm. You know, who knows where Estonia or wherever, yeah. right? It might be a lot harder. Yeah. So, but that that would be my first thing. Pay yourself first, and and doing that, the best way to pay yourself first is buy your own place instead of rent, um, because you're paying down your mortgage and you're getting a percentage of what you're paying back. Okay. In terms of stocks, um, what kind of stocks do you invest in? And there's a, there's so many. There's like a million options for people. With yeah. Stocks. I, originally, when I started the stock market, you know, probably, gosh, ten, eight years ago. Now ten, it's been a while. Um, I I kind of went into you know resources and I invested in that. I wasn't you know it was just I was basically trying to make money on on capital gains. So I was buying stocks and then when I made some money, I would sell it and take the profit. As I became more knowledgeable in the stock market, I started to look at not just resources, diversifying and getting into stocks that were kind of um, uh, more reputable. So they were more blue chip stocks. 
Um, so they, you know, I'd buy stocks that had a lot of financial backing behind it that had been in the business uh, for a certain amount of period of years. So I wasn't going after small companies um, or depending on small companies, bigger companies. But in the last five years, when I really started to, to focus, my mindset changed. I wanted to create true passive income. I started to heavily change over to dividend-paying stocks. I probably more so really in the last three years, where I've been moving a lot of my assets into creating passive income tools. Like bank stocks are very good at paying dividends. They have dividend strategies behind it. Microsoft now switched over from uh, in, into a dividend policy, um, where they constantly are wor- working on increasing their dividend payments. Oh, so many a year our our uh, telephone companies tell us which is our biggest company here in Canada um, you know they have dividend policies where they basically are going to increase their dividends um, growth rate every year for five years so companies like that where they're blue chip companies they've been around for 60 years 50 years um, you know I don't have to worry about them going under um, have a lot of financial support uh, been through tough times in the 80s um, you know, I have one company that's going through a tough time right now, but they're a hundred years old. They've been through the depression. So chances are they're, they're going to survive and they're going to take measures that might hurt the stock price. But I know because they're a dividend paying company that if the price goes down, I'm just getting a, I'm just reinvesting that dividends and, and, um, and getting things at a discount. So you know, right now my mindset's changed and that's just because I'm getting older. I'm in my, thir- you know, almost 40, 37 now, I'll be 38 in next week. Um, maybe 38, holy crow, 38 next week. And so my mindset's changed. I have kids, I have a family. And so a lot of that changes as your life changes. Yeah. You know, when you turn 60, you start to change your mindset. You don't want to be in risky assets anymore. Mm-hmm. So you start to move your assets into securities that uh, there's no risk. You might you don't usually get as good interest or a reward, but you've made your money over the last how many years you've invested. So now you're putting it into safe assets. And so that's where I am right now. Is I'm I'm looking at dividend paying stocks that are blue chip companies. I'm trying to diversify, buy in Canada, buy in the U.S., buy in Asia, um, to diversify like that. Um, just because, you know, a lot of my weight early on in, in the, you know, my early on in my investing was all Canada stocks mm-hmm. and all Canada mutual funds. My real estate was all Canada. My business was all in Canada. Mm-hmm. Well, I've diversified that by going into the online world, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I've created a business that now I'm not dependent on my local community or Canada. Um, I've started to diversify in regards to, to my, my funds transferring over to American funds, um, transferring over and, and further into, into you, you, you know, markets over in Europe and in Asia, um, and, and things like that. Maybe I'm going to be going to Europe this year. I might buy a property in Europe, um, because it's an opportunity, right? Greece is in a, in a, in a big problem in, in their country. Uh, land values have dropped. Um, they're being bought up by foreigners. Great opportunity for me to take advantage of mm-hmm. money sitting on the side, buy a piece of property, and I know I'll hold it and enjoy it for 20 years. And I know it's going to be something that um, if my kids don't decide to keep, or it'll be an asset because I know in 20, 25 years, I'm still going to be in my 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's going to double. It's going to triple mm-hmm. land value because Greece is going to recover. But these are opportunities that I've created because I've invested wisely over the last yeah. decade that now and I've, I've managed my cash flows really mm-hmm. well um, to create new opportunities. But just that mindset, diversity, mm-hmm. uh, your mindset will sort of be established by where you are in your life. Whether you're 20, obviously when you're 20, you can take a little bit more risk mm-hmm. and you can uh, invest in things that, yeah, might be more volatile, but 
do it wisely and just invest in things that you know in the long term that you know you can you can take risk on good stocks okay that are volatile but have a good track record you know they got 50 years to back it up Mm -hmm. so yeah they're risky because their stock price might go up and down and be quite volatile but you know that you don't really care because you're not selling the stock for 20 years um and it's a dividend paying stock and so you're just you're reinvesting that dividends and so you're just you're just compounding that return. You really care about 20 years from now. You don't really care about now. But if you're somebody that's looking for a five-year return, then maybe a dividend-paying stock's not going to be the way right. because dividend-paying stocks don't have capital growth mm-hmm. um, like some of the other companies um, and some of the other securities. Maybe real estate, flipping a home would be better than renting out a home. You know, So that would be something that maybe you'd, you'd mm-hmm. do it if you're Depends on your circumstance. Definitely. I think that's why it's important to get some help and... Uh, you know, and I think when it comes to that, I mean, what are, what are people's options in terms of when it comes to if they aren't knowledgeable or experienced in this area, they can either learn it themselves, but or they've got to go to different experts and coaching and stuff, right? Exactly, right. I mean, there are financial planners. Um, you can go to banks. You can go to uh, fund managers. The problem with doing that and not doing it yourself and learning and getting advice from people who don't necessarily s- are trying to sell you something is if you go to a bank, they're basically going to try to sell you their products. Right. Okay. It's like any business. If you go to a fund manager, he's going to have five funds that you get to choose from. Um, and, and so these are the problems in regards to that. Um, when you do that, it's not to say that you can't have success. There's lots of p- banks that will put you in portfolios um, that you'll make a lot of money. It's just that you're investing your money. So wouldn't you want to know where it's going? I mean, I, to me, it's into, it's just common knowledge that that, that would be a, a thing that for sure would have to do. But it, that also depends on your time. Some people don't have the time to invest into research and to the, to the knowledge of doing that. But I think it, wh- who we're sharing this with they do because they're people that are going into the online world world. They're creating a business. They're generating money that they didn't typically have um, because they're trying to quit their job. They're trying to change their life. And so if you're going to that extent to learn a whole new business online, well, why not just take it another step and learn what to do with your money wisely? Mm. Awesome. Okay. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. As you can tell, there's so many different areas that you can talk about and go into and everything. And you've created an investment, uh, like a program where you've started coaching people. Do you want to talk a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I'm not going... The program is designed to give you knowledge on securities, okay? To give, to give you options. You know, I'm, I'm, I've developed a couple programs. Um, there's a basic program, which is just going to give you the basic knowledge in regards to understanding different types of investing ways to do it. All the way from budgeting yourself to paying yourself first to, to going into mutual funds. Just understanding the different type of stocks, investments, real estate, um, the risks associated, the pros, the cons, the commitment, whether you're a long-term investor a short-term investor. And then uh, some of the higher programs, um, you know, the, the packages I have get more in depth into regards to understanding how to do a, a real estate investment, um, what to look for specifically when you're doing a, a stock investment and just gets more and complex and complex as the programs go up. I, I'll share my experiences. I'll share my my successes, the type of stocks that I've invested in, um, the type of real estate, how I've approached real estate um, in, in regards to that. I'm not going to tell you what stock to buy. Uh, the same way when I publish, when I when I give advice on coaching for Kindle, I don't tell you what book to publish. Um, I'm just giving you the tools necessary to be able to do the research, to have the knowledge, to make a better and better decision. Um, the learning curve is there for you, but I'm just cutting it by years. That's mm. all. Awesome. 
All right, guys. So if you want to know more about uh, Andreas and his coaching, I'll have a link below in the description where you guys can find out more, um, get in contact with him and everything. But hope you guys enjoyed this video. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level.